Golden ye Haiti Bani, ye Tala is Lensku, ye Erbandarisk, och Fif Eruf af Schluster out the fluent show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello, Fluent fam. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and here on this podcast, we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Howdy, how are you doing? It's lovely, lovely to be talking to you all today. And this podcast is coming out on the Monday morning. As always, I hope you're having a wonderful August. I wonder if there's anybody on this earth who listens to this on a Sunday night when it comes out. Hmm. If you are, let me know. Thank you so much to our listener who provided an intro on today's show that was in Icelandic and it was by wonderful listener Bonnie. And just in case you are really eagle-eared, it's not eagle-eared, who's, I don't know, I don't know the equivalent of eagle-eared unless you've, you're really paying a lot of attention, you might have noticed that the lovely Bonnie sent intros in three different languages. So we've just completed the third intro that she sent. So there's a lot of polyglot spirit in Bonnie. And if you are considering sending an intro for inclusion in the Fluent Show, please do tell you the email address in a minute and if you're not quite sure which language to send your intro in just send them all send them all they're all welcome and we will use them all eventually this week this episode is coming out on the 19th of august i'm recording it a little bit earlier so you're getting one that is pre-recorded at the moment and hopefully i'm if all goes well and if my travels i'm swanning around the american south today exploring new places and it's just so lovely to be talking to you and i want to remind you no matter where you are that langfest starts this weekend Langfest, the language festival or language conference in Montreal, La Belle Ville en Canada, au Québec, the beautiful city in Canada, in Quebec. And if you are coming there, I am so looking forward to seeing you. Find me, say hello. I've got some stickers. I've got some business cards. I don't know. Let me know what sort of freebies I should bring you next time. <laughs> and I'll, I'll bring what we've got budget for here at the Fluent Show. I just, I'm so excited meeting listeners. It's just incredible. So I'll stick some stickers on myself to make sure you can see me and you can find me. <laughs> and I will have lots of spares available for you. Stickers for your notebooks, for your language learning books, for your dictionaries. Maybe bring a copy of Fluency Made Achievable if you've got a print copy and we can put a Fluent Show sticker on top of it. <laughs> also, don't forget that on Saturday morning, I am presenting a joint workshop together with Maria Ortega-Garcia, which of course is included in your Langfest ticket price. And that workshop is about creative writing, public speaking and performance so if you're wondering what that's got to do with language learning, come along and we'll tell you and we will show you how to do it and perhaps even have you speaking a language in the workshop. Ooh, exciting times. 
If you are not able to make it to the workshop or if you're unable to make it to Langfest full stop and you haven't got a ticket or perhaps you haven't got the budget for a ticket, uh, you've got two different ways that perhaps might be helpful or two different things. Number one, you can get a discount on your ticket if you use my name, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, as your promo code when you purchase the ticket. I think it's 15% off that they give you. And tip number two, there is a picnic in Montreal on Sunday night, a Langfest picnic that you don't really need a ticket for. And both Chris Broholm from the Actual Fluency podcast and I are going to be at this picnic and we would absolutely love to see you there so we can have a little bit of a podcast meetup. And we would love to see you there, just have you there as a part of the community of our Actual Fluency and Fluent Show listeners. Today's theme is a listener question. So I'll get to that in a minute. And I want to tell, tell you what it's going to be about, a bit of a teaser. We're going to be talking about how to learn specialist vocabulary. And I will tell you why it's not always just about the level that you are at. But first, of course, thank you to one special, special company. And that is our sponsor for the Fluent Show, italki. I-T-A-L-K-I. I, italki is an online platform where you can find one of over 10,000 online tutors and book your own private one-to-one -one language lesson at prices that come in at an average of 30% below the cost of normal language lessons that are delivered in person. And you can speak to native language speakers or experienced tutors from all over the world italki has got tutors that can help you with any topic that you want to talk about. They can help you in lots of contexts. They can help you with exam prep or conversation practice. Doesn't matter. They'll take you if you're a beginner or if you're completely advanced. There is something for everybody as long as you are learning a language on italki. The platform is an absolute staple. And if you've never had a look, do check it out. And I've got a tip for you today, and that is that sometimes on italki you're even able to get a polyglot language lesson, a multilingual lesson, meaning that you could be finding yourself studying two, three, perhaps four different languages in one lesson. What? Can you imagine? I think if you're interested... Go ahead, book one and just try it out. See what it's like. There's no commitment as you pay with every lesson. Or if you want, you can commit and you can hire a tutor for the next half year and just get it in there. It's very, very flexible because italki is just a directory that offers you lots and lots of different people, access to these people that you might find very difficult to find otherwise. And also they've got a great calendar function so that scheduling It's a doddle, as people say. If you want some free money to make it rain for a very short time, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna make it rain in your on your computer, you're gonna make it rain in your living room. <laughs> I have got some free money for you, and that is 10 US dollars in Italki credits. Just have them and go crazy. For everyone who's never tried Italki before, just go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. That's the web address there, fluentlanguage.co.uk slash I-T-A-L-K-I. And that's where you can sign up, try Italki. It's, it's like not even risk-free. It's like, what do you risk? Getting better. 
yeah, that's all. <laughs> it's, it's really wonderful. Try out italki. Give it a go. I have not met many people in my thousands of language learners that I've met that didn't like the concept of being able to find an online private tutor who just switches on is right there for you. Thank you, Italki, for sponsoring The Fluent Show. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know already that every other week or so, I take some time to answer listener questions. You can submit your own language question or suggestions as well to, here's the email address, hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. That's also where you send your intros, just record yourself on a on any device that you have and all you need to say is your name where you're from which language you're speaking and the words you're listening to the fluent show you can do it in as many languages as you want so that email address again is hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk you can also find me on social media tell you more about that at the end of the show and for the best chance to have your question answered or just to get a quicker answer, don't forget that we have got an archive of coming up to 150 episodes, all of which you can listen to for free. No money. All you got to give me is your time and your attention. And maybe send me a question like these two. Today, I've got two listener questions and they go hand in hand. The first one comes from Rachel from Illinois, who says... Where do I find resources for specific professions that are not travel, medical or tourism based? And the question from Stephen from Toulouse en France is suggested subject matter areas to concentrate on, thereby increasing vocabulary. So both of these questions are about learning specialist or what I call topical vocabulary, vocabulary about a topic. And that is what I want to talk about. First of all, let's talk about this topical vocab. The approach of learning topical vocabulary means learning words and expressions that all relate to one topic. So you focus on a specific topic, don't matter if it's stationary in Spanish or travel in Turkish or econometrics in English <laughs> or, or I don't know, um, go-karts in German. It doesn't matter. The idea is you've got one topic that you want to talk about and you go around your vocab learning by acquiring words and expressions that relate to that topic all in one go. It's a good way of organizing yourself. And I've got a few more reasons why this is so, so useful. Got five reasons why it's useful. And I want to tell you about those five. Reason number uno. Topical vocab learning lets you break down the huge, insurmountable, scary goal of learning a language into a manageable project or a manageable goal. It's just so, so much easier to say that you're going to focus on food words in Chinese. You're going to learn about coffee making in in Swahili or whatever it is that you want to in particular discuss. It's easy because it puts a block, it puts a frame around what it is that you're trying to do and in a field as expansive and all-encompassing and basically life-changing as language learning, it's really helpful to actually break down your projects into those types of boxes, fences. So topical language learning gives you a great context to do that with. Reason number 
Two, it allows you to speak even above your current speaking level, above your abilities. You can kind of blag it on topics that you really care about. In other words, it's interesting because you get to nerd out about the topic of your choosing. I really want to highlight the, the idea of this topic of your choosing. It's important because that is one of the best, best advantages that you have as a solo learner. Self-directed learning means that you get to, well, you get to set the direction. So if you don't want to talk about cars and your book's got this whole chapter about, I don't know, car hiring and car repair and you haven't even got a driving license, skip that because you're not in a class where your teacher is making you do it. You're the boss. And that is wonderful. Reason number three. Topical vocab learning gives you really great access to social media and TV shows on specific topics. It, it opens up your world so you've got access to experience new things in another language and you get to choose what you want. And it works both ways, actually. So you can either study uh, or collect vocabulary that will make you more able to enjoy a specific TV show. I'm thinking uh, medical drama. I've got an example about that in a minute. Or you can let the program teach you. This is my example. Currently, I've been watching a new Welsh TV show called A Vets. It's a show about vets. And that doesn't mean people who were in the military, like, like in America. So it's not American vets. It is the British word for vets, basically meaning veterinarians. So in other words, I've been watching a show called A Vets, which is sort of like animal hospital clinic in Wales. And now I have noticed I need a bit more vocab than before about animals and about medical treatments. Suddenly the word for sheep that I learned ages ago is actually in use and the word for giving birth, because there's a lot of lambing in that show, and in Wales, whoa. So, either way, I'm now suddenly used to words like triniaeth and claudriniaeth that I wouldn't have needed otherwise, because they're medical words. I am learning topical vocabulary, and the topic is animal hospital, and that works for me. Now, reason number pedwa, reason number four, it comes in super handy for work environments when you know topical vocabulary. For an example, my first job, second job out of university was as an export sales administrator at a lovely, lovely company in an old cotton mill in Lancashire. And this company made and exported flame-proof fabrics. And I spent all of my day taking, confirming orders, taking phone calls, confirming orders in French. Loads and loads of orders, all these calls. Why is my shipment delayed? Where's my shipment at? When are you going to send the fabric? Why is the fabric? There's a fault in the fabric. Oh, my God. All these different things. I learned all, so many words for fabric and upholstery. And I, you know, I could have... <laughs> I, I needed to know my stuff. I needed to impress these customers and I needed to know what's going on. If you're answering the phone, you've got an angry customer because their tissu non feu is delayed, then you have to know what tissu non feu is because they're going to have medium amounts of mercy for you. <laughs> so in this job, I learned so, so much vocabulary for 
soft furnishings, upholstery and fabric that I might not need in everyday life, but helped me so much for that work environment. And it was great for my career at the time. And reason number five, reason number cinque, it is interesting to learn topical vocabulary because you can get more out of your tutor and your language partner in this way. Because the the idea is really that, say, you've gone beyond all of the small talk, you've gone beyond all of the, the basic expressions and the kind of, where do you live? Oh, I live here. Oh, yes, I like sailing. Da, da, da. You know, you've, you've, you you want to go deep in your conversations, particularly if you're a, maybe from lower intermediate upwards to an advanced learner. What you want is to actually talk about interesting stuff rather than talking about stuff that think you might think you have to talk about. So if you are interested in illustration, that is it. So you'll you'll find a theme with today's podcast that there are just it's, it's no limit to topics. I mean, flame-proof fabrics, right? Nothing is out of bounds. Whatever you want to talk about. And one way to really get more out of your conversation classes is by you preparing, by studying a little bit more of the topical vocabulary or starting the first 10 minutes of that class just talking about what words do you know around this topic and then going into the conversation so that you've got something to arm yourself with. It just allows you to go beyond the the usual limitations of a conversation and to talk more about what you actually care about to express yourself and that's what we're here for so those are my five reasons why learning topical vocab is awesome who's it for it's for level a2 and upwards i would say so that's your upper beginner lower intermediate level if you've been usually it really depends on the pace that you're at i wouldn't even say a number of hours actually for me to get to a level a2 in welsh might have taken probably a year and a little bit for some people it takes about six weeks depends on the language depends on who you are depends on how you study you do want to have some structure before you go and that is why that is important so that's why i recommend topical vocab is really an a fantastic intermediate strategy it also works for level A1. Works for you if you're a complete beginner, but note you're probably going to need so many basics and express so much just speaking practice that you're actually better off starting off with a frequency list or the actual basics. Now, this for listener Stephen, who asked about suggested subject matter areas for increasing his vocab. Stephen, if you are A2 and above, my suggested subject matter area is whatever the heck you are interested in and whatever you think will come in handy because increasing vocabulary just means knowing more words. So you could go with, with standard lists, of course, lean into where you've got a gap, but really look for where you actually want to go. You know, like just look in the direction you want to go. If you want to discuss the best beers and craft beers, then do craft beer vocab. There's nothing stopping you, even if you're fairly early on in the journey. Having said that, there is a list of basics. So here is what I would usually group into language learning basics in terms of topics. This is what usually counts as basics. Greetings, directions, calendar times and calendar days and months and that kind of stuff. Colours, family, household items, rooms in a house food, basic exchanges, addresses and preferences. 
So the stuff that really will have you functional. If you want a resource for learning these, my favorite usually is the 10 minutes a day series from Bilingual Books, which has got all of the basics in, comes with cute stickers and cute illustrations. It's a bit old fashioned, but that, that amuses me. <laughs> so I really like that series. I've put it in the show notes, which you're going to find at fluent.show slash 148. That's the only link you need for all the links in today's episode, fluent.show slash 148. Another handy resource to get the basic vocab in, apart from your, obviously, any any language course that you can buy in a box, is phrasebooks, travel phrasebooks. So the, the things that make you functional when basically getting around the country, that tends to be considered as basics. Note that I didn't include in this list uh, buying buying travel tickets and things like that although a lot of people would and it is very handy to know that kind of stuff let's talk about how to do it how do you how do you get this vocab where do you find it oh my god so <laughs> talk more about finding this vocab i have i generally work with vocab in in a system or i think about vocab in a system that consists of three different steps acquiring memorizing and revising or all three of these you can think about separately so today I'll talk about acquiring we're not going to talk so much about memorizing how to make things easy to remember or how to optimize your flashcard algorithm or god knows what anything like that I'm just talking about where do you actually find the words what is a sensible source and how do you capture them that is step one really I've got three options for you about vocab acquisition Option one, create your own word list based on what you need and what you think you need and what you can think of around a topic in English. So write your list in English and then work from that and bring it into your target language. And this goes not just for words that you can look up in the dictionary, but also expressions. So first of all, making that list, my favorite way of doing it is to mind map. Or another way of doing it is to do what's called a brain dump, which essentially means you sit down with a piece of paper and you just write, 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 write all that you can think of and then you edit. And then you translate the words. And then another really good step is to start putting those words into sentences very, very early on. So say you were looking for words that are to do with... What's a topic I like? Let's say outdoor swimming. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. So I might need the word for wetsuit. I might need the word for goggles. I might need the word for swimsuit. I might want to um, talk about cliff. I might want to talk about safety, uh, things like that. So if I'm putting safety, yes, I can look up the word for safety. That's diogeloch, but in Welsh, say. But I might want to then think, oh, well, what is it that I would want to ask about this? And then straight away I'm thinking... What is a safe area for swimming? What are the tide? Do you have a tides table available? Do I need to be aware of tides around here? So you can see I'm going into this topic quite, quite deeply, quite quickly. And I'm also getting to the point where I'm thinking, what would I want to ask people or what types of sentences I would want to say? So from a word, don't just leave it at the word. Really think about what would I actually do with that word? 
Now, if you want more, or you, you've run out of words, you've done your brain dump, it's got six words on it. If you want more, search online on social media platforms, particularly the ones that have got a good search function. So I would say, uh, search, and, and obviously search for the word in your target language. So to go with outdoor swimming, um, say if I'm thinking about doing it in Welsh, I might put outdoor swimming as, as an English word because it's a bilingual country and then I might put kamrag, I might put novio, just swimming and see what comes up and um, just see where it goes from there and then I can put that in Pinterest, I can put that in Twitter in the search and Twitter is great because you get a lot of small parcels of language and also you can make yourself a Twitter list once you've found the, the people so you can see more of what they tweet Instagram is great because everything goes with a picture. YouTube might be great, especially if you're if you're advanced and you want that spoken input. And you might find something really entertaining. So YouTube, if you're a YouTube person, totally put it in YouTube. Facebook might be worthwhile as well because you might be able to find a group around that topic, something like that. And just really read what other people are putting out there. And then you're already in a in a much, much more immersive environment around your topic. So start with English and then search the words online so that you can get lots, lots more. And this really, this really, we're going into option two here. Option two is to let your input lead you. For example, by noting up the words that frequently come up in a TV show. So this trinjaith word, it means treatment. I can't get around that word. They keep saying it. They keep saying it. So at first I thought, ah, I can't be bothered looking this up. It means something animal, healthy, whatever. And it kept coming up again and again. And it's like for a dog, for a cat, for a parrot. And I was thinking, okay, well, if a budgie needs trinjaith and a sheep needs trinjaith, then maybe I should know what that word actually means. And then I thought, look it up. So you'll naturally get the sense of this word keeps coming up. I better look it up. So just have a dictionary at the ready. Live your life with a dictionary or a, a dictionary app attached to you. If your material is not designed for beginners, so it is a TV show or a book that you're enjoying, you may end up with a bit of chaos unless you do know, go back up there, the basics. But there are some materials that are suitable for you, even if you're a complete beginner, so I'm thinking graded readers, short stories, there are lots of materials. So just type graded reader Japanese into into something like that website where you can buy lots of books <laughs> and you will be able to find it. Make sure, no matter what which option you're going with, so oh, I've got a third option, sorry. And the third option you use a pre-configured list. And this is the third option because for me, it's the least favorite. I think it's it's better to either to, to really go with words you actually need. But pre-configured lists can be great. So to work with that basically means you've got a list that you found somewhere of vocabulary around the topic of blah, sports vocab in French or something like that. And you just revise the list. I think it's harder to memorize from a list like that because you haven't, you haven't got as much context for the words. They're not as rich, but it's possible. Or you can work with flashcards. So somewhere that does this really good is um, previous sponsor of the show, the Drops app. So the Drops app has got its vocab sorted by topics and they've got a lot of languages available. So you haven't tried it before. Give Drops a try. You can do it through these apps. 
app developers love this because flashcards and that kind of stuff is relatively easy to test on so it's relatively easy to program um, or you can get printed books as well so again phrase books are good here or there are vocab directories available as well make sure no matter what no matter which option that you have got a solid system for capturing your new words and your new expressions doesn't matter if it's a handwritten list in a notebook or in a flashcards app try and put them all in a in, in the same place so that you can review more easily now, Rachel, for you, listener Rachel, who asked the question about topics that suit a profession, sometimes you can find a phrase book if the profession is super common. So, for example, I recently found Langenscheid, German dictionary company, publish a, a specific phrase book called Deutsch für polnische Pflegekräfte, German for Polish care assistants and Polish carers because currently in Germany we've got a very high proportion of Polish speaking and Polish individuals, Polish nationals who do care work for older people, who do in-home care and that kind of stuff and they might need specific vocab, specific language around them so if it's a really common profession you can actually find a dictionary for it, might be worth searching for it. And if you can't, then search for a target language job title. And I would start with looking at the job adverts and then forum posts. And again, social media and newspaper articles around that field. Um, and if you're really lucky and it's something like doctors or vets or police officers, then obviously there's usually a bit of reality TV around those types of services as well. I've got a few extra tips before I leave you listeners. Tip number one, remember that there are two extra steps. So you've acquired all your vocab. That vocab on your list is useless unless you memorize and unless you review on a regular basis. Reason number, uh, reason number two. Tip number two, don't make this too big a deal. If you don't know a word in a specific topic, that's a chance to learn that word. It's not some kind of shame source. So don't make it a big deal if you don't know a word. Happens to all of us. Happens to native speakers. And tip number three, make sure you apply what you are learning, either in conversation with a tutor or a language exchange partner or by searching social media for relevant hashtags and Google News, I really love news.google.com, where you can find related news articles that are up to date and blog articles about those topics that you're looking for. So those are my extra tips. Number one, memorize and review. Number two, not a big deal if you forget a word. Number three, apply what you are learning. I know this episode's running on a little bit, so I want to leave you, I want to leave you with one extra thought. Both listeners indicated that they want to know how well they're doing and they want to get a sense of their level. So that's sort of underneath what I, what I saw there. I want to not call that out, but just say when you're learning vocab for your vocab topics, your level doesn't matter as long as you've got the basics, as long as you can link and express yourself. So these the vocab topics are great because they're just the things that you put in the sentences. You've got your sentence structure sorted can do as much a little vocab as you want you have to function and when you want to learn vocab you have to apply it and you're going to learn those links and sentences automatically now on the topic of level i just want to say to you consider that you are here to learn we are learning languages because we are 
as Gretchen Rubin puts it in her podcast, Happier, living in an atmosphere of growth. An atmosphere, growth and learning is all around you. Don't overthink your level. Because when you think about a level, really, that, that's very quick to thinking, when am I done? When am I finished? When can I stop learning languages? When am I the master? And in reality, does it, I don't really like thinking so much about this this goal of, of getting somewhere specific and reaching some kind of finish in language learning. But instead, I like to think of what 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 can I learn? I can, I'm, I can never be done with learning. So if you're worried about your progress, get more consistent at tracking, get more consistent at, as re, at reviewing so you can see what you're actually doing. But if you are just worrying about your level all the time, think that the level is not the point. Thank you for coming to my TED talk, as people say. <laughs> now, I've got a recommendation for you for today, and that is a book that I've written all about vocabulary. It's called The Vocab Cookbook. And the reason it has that name is because instead of giving you the one method to rule them all to learn vocab, what I wanted to do was put together recipes and choices. And again, as I so often want to do, put the power into your hand. So these are different vocab methods, vocab, vocab acquisition memorization and revision ideas that you can adapt and use as you see fit. It also looks at different memory and why vocab is memorable, where to find the best system, how these techniques can be adapted to suit your own learning style. And I also went into why remembering grammar is different from remembering vocab. It's a small book and it packs a punch. I hope you enjoy it. So you can find that at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash vocab or just go to fluent.show slash 148 where you will find a link in the show notes show notes <laughs> right it's time to draw this episode to an end there's lots and lots of information i gave you today about learning vocabulary do check out the vocab cookbook if you want to learn more what topics are you learning i would love to hear what topics you are learning Tweet me or find me on Instagram with hashtag thefluentshow and let's get the discussion going. And of course, I still want to see your selfies and your pictures of you listening to the show. I'd love to see what you're up to, whatever it is. I listened to a podcast today while hoovering the house. So whatever it is, I would love to see a picture of you listening to The Fluent Show all around the world. It makes me happy and I get to share it and give you a shout out on social media. That's it. My social media details are at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent on Instagram, at Fluent Language on Twitter. For this show, it's at The Fluent Show on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook at Fluent Language. So lots and lots of places you can find the show, no matter where you find us, no matter what you're up to today, no matter if I'm seeing you at Langfest this weekend or not. It's an absolute pleasure to be making this podcast for you. I'm so excited that you are learning a language. We've got you and on to the next one. Goodbye.